0: Welcome back to She is Becoming. We are a podcast of multi-generational women studying God's Word together, dedicated to being transformed by the renewing of our minds. You can find our episodes on all the major podcast platforms and on the Minnesota Grace Church app and website. And make sure that you are following us on Instagram at She is Becoming Podcast and subscribing to our podcast on whatever platform you typically use. Well, I am your co-host Delaney here in the studio with my co-host Bev. Hey, Delaney. Bev's about to go to Florida tomorrow, so I'm trying not to look at you differently right now. There's I, I, a blizzard I'm sorry. outside.
1: sorry. I'm sorry. It's okay. Don't turn green. Can you, just, um, can you just bring me? I could. I'd have to adopt you first, though. Well, my mom's here. I so know. I don't think she her. would let me do that. I think
0: that she would sign that over. Um, speaking of my mom, yeah. we have a guest today. <laughs> we sure do. Um, Sherry Dobbs. I even <laughs> feel weird just saying that to you because it's just mom. Um, But you're back in the studio with us today. If you haven't listened to our last episode with her, um, I will link it. And it's a really great episode, so we'll link that. But if you know, Mom is the Women's Ministry Director here at Grace. We like to call her our podcast boss, our fearless leader, all only affectionate and kind terms behind your back, of course. And (laughs) we really love you, and I really love you, and we just feel really blessed to be under your leadership. You have such a zeal for Christ, um, his word, and you are... Probably the holiest person that I know and also the most repentant person that I know and I just love you. So thank you for being on the show and welcome back.
2: Goodness gracious. What an honor to be with you guys and what an amazing introduction and I cannot live up to that but it is a pleasure and delight to be with you guys. And especially to be with my daughter. Okay, Don't cry
1: already. You're not getting a little, to Florida. Misty- <laughs> little, little misty eyed That's you're all right. I would be too up. if my daughter just said that about me. I would be a I know. blubbering mess. You can't take her to Florida either. Okay. You can all take right me. <laughs> <laughs> I can adopt you. Yeah, I could me. adopt you. You're, you're not that much uh that could happen. Yeah. Um Sherry, we always start out our podcast with our signature question, which is what is God saying to you lately? How has he been speaking to you, my friend?
0: Well, that
2: is a great question. And I would say whatever text I'm in, in scripture, that is exactly what he's doing in my life. So right now I'm in James and he's teaching me steadfastness or perseverance. He's teaching me what it means to be long suffering. And there's like really no way for that to happen without a trial. And we've been in a trial for a long time. And, um, you know, steadfastness, needs. it means patient endurance. And it's the ability to bear the trial bravely and calmly. And joyfully. Yeah. And joyfully. And that is what I'm learning. That's what he's teaching me. And I wouldn't be able to bear it cheerfully and with joy if it weren't for the trial, training me how to. So I'm learning to count it joy in the midst of all. And he's teaching me how to be very purposeful and intentional on in my faith, refining me and and seeing um what is truly in me. I'm I'm seeing what's truly mm. in me. And thankfully and hopefully he's making me into a, a woman and this is my desire with
1: unswerved devotion to mm. him. Mm. Love that. So love you know. that. And it's, isn't that where we really learn in the trials? Yeah. Because I, it reveals things about us. You know, uh, life's uh, going on hunky dory, as they used to say. At you don't you don't see it, but go through a trial. Uh, It's amazing what can pop out of you, and you need repentance. And God is so faithful in exposing us um, through those difficulties. And also, it's not just to trip us up. It is to make us stronger. He's making you stronger in Him. You know you have to go deeper in Him. You have to go deeper in the Word. And sounds like that's what you've been up to lately, Sherry Dobbs. Absolutely. Well, let me introduce our topic today. Our episode today will be a Uh, divided really into two sections. First, we're going to discuss the history of the New Age Movement, the core doctrines, and where we see New Ageism today. Second, what is our response to the New Age Movement? To learn how to respond to this movement, we're going to talk to Sherry about what it means to be in Christ. So you're going to hear from Delaney and I for the first part of this podcast, and then Sherry is going to conclude with some wonderful teaching about what, how we do respond to New Ageism in light of being in Christ. So the New Age movement is one of the foremost and most underrated attacks on the gospel. According to Pew Research, and New Ageism is common in both religious and non-religious Americans. Pew Research also states most American adults self-identify as Christians, but many Christians also hold what are sometimes characterized as New Age beliefs. Many Americans who are religiously affiliated also have these beliefs. Six out of 10 American Christians, or 47%, believe in at least two of the following statements. So this is really um, prevalent in the church. First, one of the beliefs is they believe in spiritual energy that can be located in physical things. Hence, you know, you go to certain places in the United States, certain mountains, Mm -hmm. locations, whatever, that that has physical, spiritual energy. Yeah, Mm pantheism-ish vibes, yeah. Very. And then the second one is to believe in psychics. People are looking for answers and questions that they have and want to believe that somebody's going to tell them something, but really they're seeking someone else when it should be God. Third, believe in reincarnation. And this is shocking to me that that um, there's kind of that general belief. They've taken this, of course, from Eastern religions that the, you come back again and um, that that's very possible. And fourth, which is anti-biblical, by the way, and believe in astrology. Yeah. <laughs> and I have to remember, I remember when I was a young teenager, I would look at astrology and thought about astrology. and And I remember asking my future... Yeah. In laws. Um, what sign are you? Oh, yeah. Oh, and he's a pastor. She's a Bible teacher. I'm sure they thought, oh, our son has <laughs> to run from this woman. But they were so tolerant and so kind to me. But that, it just was, it's so prevalent. Um, this is really a direct attack on the gospel, these underlying New Ageism beliefs that many people have along with what they think is their Christian faith. So we want you to be equipped to know what New Ageism is by understanding its origins, its buzzwords, its waves, how this has happened through the years. We also want you to be confident in who you are in Christ and encourage you that you don't have to fear the false ideologies of the world. Who you are in Christ allows us to engage with others who are in slavery to this idea while remaining secure in who we are in him, in Christ.
0: The amount of times I have heard people say, what's your sign? Even on like, if you go on like social media platforms, there's always an option for you to put what your sign is. Or if you go on anyone's Instagram bio, they're always like, I'm a Pisces, Mm -hmm. I'm a Leo or whatever. But um, yeah, let's get into the history of New Ageism. In my research, I've kind of categorized the New Ageism movement into three waves. Um, And my research is mainly from Britannica, Pew Research, and GotQuestions.org. So if you want to know more uh, about any of this research, um, that's where you can go. And there actually are no waves of New Ageism that I could find, but just to make this kind of flow and so that we could see the differences and the evolution of the New Age movement, I just created some. So, starting out with the first wave of New Ageism, New Ageism is really heavily influenced, like you said, Beth, from um, Eastern religions, Eastern mysticism. So, the actual origin of New Ageism, New Ageism dates back, um, likely as far as biblical times. I think we can see some of that evidence in Scripture of some of these um, common themes, even in Scripture. So, New Ageism is a new name for an old belief system that there is a spiritual world and a spirituality in mankind that man can. And control himself that man can name and can make himself really his own god from my research and this is what i will focus on is how newism new ageism came from the east and how it got into america so let me introduce you to and i'm not going to say her name right i already know but helena petrovna Blavatowski. okay That's Russian, for sure. Just don't judge me. (laughs) Please don't judge me, anyone. I know. Go for it. I admire your courage. Thank you. Thank you. Um, She is a Russian spiritualist and author and co-founder of the Theophacy? Theophysy. Thank God for you, Bev. A pantheistic philosophical religious system. Theophysy. Theosophy. You got it, girl. Okay. It's an occult movement from the 19th (laughs) century, and it has a lot of roots in Gnosticism. And um, Gnosticism is the belief that the body is evil and the mind is good, therefore I can do whatever I want with my body. And Neoplatonism, which is from Plato, it's very similar to Pantheism. And so Helena was inspired by occultism, which is this supernatural mystical belief and practice. And she was also influenced by spiritualism, which is the belief that the dead can interact with the living. OK, a lot of big words in there, but we're just trying to get you to understand kind of the roots of all of this, because it's kind of a melting pot of ideas that really um, came into Nui. New- New Ageism. So, Helena studied these topics extensively throughout Asia and Europe before founding a Theosophical Society in New York. In her book called Isis Unveiled, Helena asserted that mystical experience and doctrine were, quote, the means to attain true spiritual insight and authority. She later claimed to actually possess extraordinary psychic powers, and while living in India, she was accused by the press of, quote, concocting fictitious spiritualist phenomena. In other words, she was faking spiritual happenings and occurrences and she was faking that like oh i talked to this dead person and this crazy thing happened and there's really uh, that to me when you're when you um feel the need to make something up for your own religion and um your own uh ideas that you're trying to teach everyone that's sort of just like a red flag to me
1: well and it's i'm sure it was for profit as well
0: yeah it was just uh yeah So she was obviously declared a fraud by Indian publications and by several publications in Europe as well. And although she continued writing several books called um, The Voice of the Silence, The Secret Doctrine, and The Key of Theosophy, she still continued in the New Age movement, and she's the one that really was the catalyst in bringing it to America. And she believed that embracing reincarnation and enlightenment would assist the quote evolution of the human race and she ascribed to a mystical brotherhood who ruled the destiny of the planet called the ascended masters of the great white Brotherhood yeah, they're making up a god again there we go yes. except this is kind of like a group of them except, yes. and then you can also become one too it's very interesting um, her ideas heavily influenced spiritualism astrology and the modern day new Age New Age movement. And so she was the one who really took all of this conglomerate of ideas and actually brought it to America. And so then in the 1920s, there was this big push towards spiritualism, This is really the New Age movement's kind of sister belief system. And after the influenza pandemic, influenza is said to have taken millions of lives during that time period. And all the death and chaos obviously made people ask questions about eternity. And so since spiritualism claims to communicate with the dead, people would visit mediums and they would contact their dead loved ones. Which makes sense. If you're looking for, you know, some kind of security or some kind of like, I miss this person, I want to talk to them. It makes sense why this was able to um, just maneuver into culture so easily. In Deuteronomy 19, 9 through 13, God calls these practices detestable and actually warns the Israelites not to participate in them as the nations around them did. And actually lists these practices that Helena brought over to America. Um, the Bible actually lists those pretty specifically it does. and calls them detestable.
1: Can I share something? I remember yeah. um, seeing... Uh We all know who Houdini is. Yeah. He was the great magician, right? Everybody compares themselves to a Houdini. He's even proverbial. And he debunked spiritism in his day. Hmm. He proved uh, uh, all the sleight of hand and how they were deceiving people through it. And so I think that's very interesting, don't you? It is interesting. That was the professional sitting in these Mm -hmm. seances or whatever, and he debunked them publicly. That's awesome. Good for him.
0: So this is first wave New Ageism.
1: Now we're going to get into second wave New
0: Ageism. And this started happening around the 1960s. Um, right. New Ageism, new it became just more um, esos, esoteric. 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 Es- oh, golly, I cannot speak. I'm glad speak. your mother's here to help you. Esoteric. I, I cannot talk today. <laughs> I, I don't know. Esoteric. Thank you so much. I love you both. Um, Helena's fraudulent spiritual occurrences were really bad for business and new ageism hadn't taken really hadn't gotten in mainstream yet in America. M- America at this point was still predominantly Christian. So, new leaders in the new ageism movement rose up to quote conduct a program to raise awareness um for other religious traditions among its members and the predominantly Christian general public. So they these new age leaders were specifically targeting um the Christian public. Thus came along David Spangler, who believed that the release of new waves of spiritual energy signaled by certain astrological changes had initiated the coming of the new age. And what's funny is that we actually hear a lot of these terms, uh, terms today. I um, The other day, I can't remember the exact word she used, but whenever the moon shift or like the tides and the moons, people are like, oh, that's why my mood is off today.
1: Because I, I want to sing Age the of Aquarius. Moon, the age of yeah. Aquarius, so I was getting ready to say <laughs> right? that. Yeah, the
0: moon's the tide shift. So yeah, this, yeah. Is, this is a lot of Spangler's influence. And he said that this new energy manifested this new age and that this was a new doctrine for the new age movement. The coming of the new age had never been dependent on human actions before Spangler's introductions. So he was the one that really brought in this um, big emphasis on self. Mm. Now realities can be manifested. Um, Hallucinogenic drugs can lead to a metaphysical or a supernatural experience. Consciousness can bring um, peace on earth and solve all the world's problems. An individual spiritual awakening will lead to an awakening of the world or of the new age. When the new age is characterized by love and peace, and it really offered a foretaste of the coming era through personal transformation and healing. So if you enlighten yourself, the world will be enlightened, is is the common theme here. Um, Mark Satin was also a major contributor to this viewpoint. And then we see into the 1970s, the free love ideologies um, played a key role in perpetuating New Ageism and mainstream culture really started um, turning on traditional Christian ideals in order to make love just whatever they wanted and really to make sin justifiable. Even groups like the Beatles began practicing trans- transcendental transcendental meditation, and so now we see that this is, it's influencing the music channels, it's influencing pop culture channels, and then um, in the second new Second wave of the New Age movement, it practiced occult rituals, including tarot reading, yoga, astrology, meditation as a means of personal transformation. And then in the 80s, we got the use of crystals, um, which entered the New Age movement in a way to channel energy and awaken psychic abilities um, or healing rituals. And I got to be honest, of all those little things that I just mentioned, the amount of people that I know personally that use them is pretty astounding. Yeah. The crystals, um, like balancing your energy mm-hmm. using crystals and having crystals in certain areas of your house to channel certain kinds of energy. Feng shui is so common. Yeah, it, yeah, it is.
1: It is, <clears throat> and I I can still see, the news, uh, when all this started in the '60s and '70s, and it was, um, it was you know, drop out of society, rebel against culture. Mm-hmm. Um, and all of this was—they were searching for something unique in their their rebelliousness, and so they turned to these Eastern religions and mm. Eastern ways, just as a way of of being rebellious and a way of being like try to set themselves apart and to be superior. Mm. Uh, truly, yeah, that, that that's really behind well, a lot and of this
0: enlightenment and the whole idea of like making mm-hmm. yourself better. There's such a pride in that, absolutely. Of like, a, I can become my mm-hmm. own god. I can make sin just whatever I want it yeah. to be. So. I yeah. get the
1: enticement of that aspect of it, Jane Fonda. Mm-hmm. I am God. You know, remember that? Yeah. Sherry? Mm. Yeah, yeah, we can still see it in our heads. well, there is there is a third wave of New ageism that we want to talk about as well, and then we'll get to Sherry here. The third wave of new ageism, um, although New Ageism as its own religion, has lost some momentum, fundamental new age tenets have crept into American religious. Uh, society, and in, including even in our own faith, the Christianity. Now, one in five adults in the U.S. think astrology has merit. They use it in their lives. This is much like feminism. New Ageism has crept its core beliefs into the American church, American Christianity, forming really a false gospel. So they look to creation, they look to themselves instead of to Christ. From Neil Anderson's book, Walking Through Darkness. It is monism, the belief that all is one and one is all. History is not the story of humanity's fall into sin and the restoration by God's saving grace. Instead, it's humanity's fall into ignorance and the gradual ascent into enlightenment. Mm -hmm. So again, it's making God be the man. I I mean, making man be God. Mm -hmm. All is God, which is really pantheism. There is a change in consciousness. If we are God, we need to know we are God. We must become cosmically conscious, don't you love that, enlightened or attuned to the cosmic consciousness, which is really kind of left undefined. Something called a cosmic evolutionary optimism there's a mouthful, is taught there is a new age coming. There will be a better world, a better order, a new world government. New age thinkers, there will eventually be progressive unification and solve all the world's problems. New agers really create their own reality. They believe they can create reality by what they believe This takes a lot of faith. Mm -hmm. And by changing what they believe, they can change reality. All moral boundaries have been erased. There are no absolutes because there's no distinction between good and evil. Prevalent today. Nothing has reality until one says that it has reality and says that it is its truth. Mm -hmm. If finite man can create truth, we're in desperate trouble today in our society, aren't we? Yeah. Unless there is an eternal absolute from the eternal God, man will eventually lead to his own destruction. New Agers contact the kingdom of darkness called a medium or channeler. A demon spirit guide has, won, has not changed the reality of what they are. Yeah. Um, rituals, things that they do. Here are some buzzwords. Meditation. Now, Christians meditate. We can meditate on the Word of God, but meditation in a blank mind and a meditation for some kind of social, worldly, cosmic consciousness is not Christian. Reincarnation, enlightenment, spiritual awareness. Spiritual really has changed its meaning in our culture. Mm -hmm. Uh, Channeling energy, channeling another spirit, nature, uh, hallucinogenic drugs, tarot reading, yoga, astrology. I know that hits a sensitive point with some of you astrology meditation consciousness crystals third eye cosmic consciousness even the evil eye i'm aware of that yeah some greek background mm-hmm. consciousness to create reality like affirmations you know if i just speak it i'll I, it will come into existence manifesting right yeah. right Right, you can believe stuff into <clears throat> existence. Right, and that's why you know some of this positive thinking and some of that kind of borders on that kind of mm-hmm. thinking, where we can create our own reality if we believe it hard enough. Mm-hmm. Um, many Hollywood celebrities identify as spiritual or post their astrological signs on Instagram, from Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly, who openly admit and celebrate the fact that taking hallucinogenic drugs. In the rainforest together to have us, that they had a spiritual awakening as a milestone in their relationship. These are lost people. Well, it makes this is my heart's so sad. But
0: these people are like ultra famous who are saying that this was like a. I've reached a new level of enlightenment because I took drugs in a forest together, and our relationship is on this whole other level now.
1: Yeah, it's it's leading people so astray. Kardashians would be another example of that, who say that they believe in God and Christianity, yet they participate in things like sound bath bowls to align their chakra. Yeah, like if you hit certain sounds on the bowl, right. It like does something to you. Feeling, yeah, 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 yeah. I've I've seen that before. Yeah. There is also a major New Age leader, Mark Satin, in an interview in 2017 when asked how to to the New Age movement was, has it evolved since the 70s? Here's how he responded. So approximately 47 years later, New Age spirituality has gone mainstream. Mm -hmm. I mean, hardly anyone uses the term New Age anymore, but I suspect most Americans now have a personal interpretation of God It may be informed by the Bible, by what we hear at church, and so on, but it's also informed by our own life experiences, by revelations we may have had by our encounters with other faiths and with healers, teachers whose faiths may not be easily classifiable. And that was the essence of New Age spirituality, was it not? To take responsibility for our own pathway to the divine. Wow. Wow. He he has rightly, he, he, he speaks truth. He mm-hmm. speaks truth. But where he t- goes off is here to say that it is a pathway to becoming divine ourself. Mm-hmm. Also, the religious writer Thomas More captures the spirit of what I'm saying here in the title of one of his most recent books, which is A Religion of One's Own, and a subtitle, A Guide to Creating a Personal Spirituality in a Secular World. So how do we as Christians wrestle with the facts that these New Age beliefs have become welcome addition to American Christianity? How do we respond to this? Now that we've laid the base for New Ageism by learning its history, core doctrines, and how we see New Ageism today, what is our response? The next part of the episode, we are going to turn to our guest, Um mom and dear friend here, Mm -hmm. Sherry Dobbs, about how we're to respond to this New Age movement and what it means then to be in Christ. And that's a hint that that's our response to New Ageism. Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) Kind of answers itself in in some ways. It really does. In some ways. Um, So yeah, what would you say, mom, after we've talked about New Ageism here, what does it mean to be in Christ? Well, you guys did a fantastic job, so thank you so much. Even though I messed up my half my words, yeah, we'll work on those
2: words <laughs> she, pronunciation later, later. She's
0: gonna make me practice.
2: <laughs> oh, God. But you
0: guys have said
2: it like the opposite of self enlightenment and self focus on yourself, your own personal spiritual awareness, getting in touch with yourself. Even things like the best version of you. You know, the opposite of that in Christianity is to be in Christ. And that means Christ lives in you. So there's a we now. Hmm. Christ lives in me. I'm in Christ. He's in me. The old me is gone and I'm new. So I'm spirit indwelled. Um, You're not the,
0: spirit yourself.
1: No.
2: I'm in sp- that way. I'm not divine
0: yourself. By the
1: triune God. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, have, so that's much more powerful than any of these things we right. mentioned that people are seeking after.
2: We have Christ's nature yes, in us.
1: Yes. In Christ, um,
2: he, he's our life now. So if someone says, what, what's your life about? Christ.
1: Mm.
2: What is eternal life? Christ. Christ is my life. And, you know, Ephesians really helps us understand what it means to be in Christ. And Ephesians 2 says, but because, because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ, even when we were dead in transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved. And God raised us up with Christ. Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus, Mm. in order that in the coming ages he might show the incomparable riches of his grace expressed in his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. So we are in him. The teaching of this passage um, and the truth of being in Christ, really, if you'll just stop for a second, is really one of the most profound realities of our Christianity. We are in union with him. Hmm. We're united to him. He is in us. We are in him. So think of it like this. Before we were saved, we were dead in our spirit to Christ. But now think of this this declaration. We are alive to Christ in our soul.
1: Hmm.
0: So new ageism that claims that you reach the next level of enlightenment, that you are going to become more conscious and more alive, scripture would say is you're actually dead in that you're dead. dead. I, I have life because
2: I know Christ. I have real life. Mm. I have eternal life. Mm. Like I said, Jesus is my life. And because I'm in union with him, he has the power and the authority in me Mm. and to resurrect me. Mm. So I'll be with him forever. So being in Christ is your present position right now. You're Mm. in Christ You're already seated with him in the heavenlies right now. And so we're not going to be with Jesus forever one day. You already are with him forever, starting now. Hmm. So Bavin and Delaney, I have something for you. I want you and our listeners to listen to what it means to be in Christ from this passage in Ephesians. We are blessed in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. He chose us in him. Before the foundation of the world. In love, he predestined us for adoption. He has blessed us in the beloved. In him, we have redemption through his blood, forgiveness. In him, we have obtained an inheritance. We have hope in Christ. In him, we are sealed with the promised Holy Spirit. Like this is being in Christ. You are blessed with every spiritual blessing. You're chosen. You're oh, loved. Yes. You're adopted. Oh, you're beloved. Just, it you're washes redeemed. over me. It
1: washes over me. And I. there's nothing missing. There's nothing missing. You have
2: everything. You have all the wisdom and insight, not from some intermediary power, but from I am, from the existing one, from the uncreated creator. You are sealed with the spirit. You're dominated now by the spirit. You have an inheritance this is what it means to be in
1: Christ. This is, this is enlightenment. <laughs> it, it is. Mm. That is enlightenment. and that those early verses in Ephesians are some of the most beautiful in all of Scripture, Sherry. I really appreciate you reminding us we don't have to seek out these New Ageisms. We have it all in everything we Christ. Need.
0: Well I think what's interesting about New Ageism too is that the emphasis is not on truth. With New Ageism, the emphasis is on peace, on harmony with yourself. It's on yourself. It's on um, self development. Yeah, self development Mm -hmm. or being able to have some kind of power that maybe somebody else doesn't have. Oh, yeah. And if you compare that with Christianity, first of all, we have more power because of Christ who lives in us, but also, we also have this claim and this knowledge of truth. Like the whole conversation of truth is just totally lost in new ageism, which I find really interesting. Like if you're going to bring all this new world order and this new world peace, don't you need some truth to be able to accomplish that? Yeah. Apparently not. Yeah.
2: Well, let me, let me explain a little bit about how being in Christ opposes new ageism. Mm. Um, Besides the obvious that new ageism is not Christ, like we're saying, Um, but that idea of enlightenment, contradicts what scripture says is enlightenment. So in Ephesians 1, Paul prays that we may have the eyes of our understanding enlightened so mm. we can know the hope to which he has called us and the riches of his inheritance, again, Bev, as his saints. So enlightenment is illumination. In Christ, we are able to see truth. It is like a and light God bulb. does that.
1: God yeah, does he, that. He it's a light bulb. We don't see it without no, we his, can't.
2: his help. We mm-hmm. can't have the spiritual understanding that we all crave for without Christ doing this, and and that's what so many people want. And you know why? You know why they want it because they're bound in a prison or system ruled by Satan. So Ephesians two. Paul declares or he actually he describes the sphere environment that man yeah. is born into. Right. Yes. It's a depraved one. Right. So man walks in trespasses and sins and he follows the prince of the power of the air. Man is depraved in a depraved system, walking in the desires of his flesh. So I could even illustrate that like as like as with a zombie. You know, Delaney, I don't know if you know anything about zombies. Oh, but Jack's like loves zombies. zombies. He shouldn't. Zombies are physically alive. Like they're moving around, but they're dead, right? And I don't watch a lot of zombie movies, but I'm pretty sure all they do is like eat people.
0: And they eat off. actually brains and specifically. so gross. <laughs> yeah.
2: So like zombies, humans are the walking dead. We're born dead in our sins. We're depraved. We're with no ability to know truth on our own. So Satan's spirit is at work and that's what you're you're seeing influencing influencing all people to rebel against God. So it's Satan who is behind every kind of spirituality set against Jesus. His atmosphere is deception. Mm. Like he's the one who blinds the eyes
1: of he unbelievers. Fe- he feeds the sinful nature by wanting these prideful religious experiences. Apart from Christ. Absolutely. So anything new age is incompatible with being in Christ
2: because new age has no Christ. Hmm. So in Ephesians 2, God intervenes and he does this work in us and we agree in faith. But God, being rich in mercy and because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, he made us alive together. With Christ mm. so when we're alive in Christ now we are enlightened <laughs> mm. so can we
1: then see <laughs> false teachings
2: absolutely we have an ability to understand and see truth because of the spirit that lives inside of us
0: What Um, about words like that? Like you just, you said, you said enlightened mom, and then you said enlightened beb, and both were talking about two different religions here. What do you do in conversations then with people who are using words like enlightened or maybe they're saying things like meditation or spirituality, and you're not quite sure if they're ascribing to a new age belief system or if they're like just saying it in a Christian way. How do you go about that? What do you mean
2: by that? What are you saying? What do you mean by that? Just define what you mean. We have to do that all the time. Yeah. We have to define our terms. And
1: explain what we mean, because we can mean two different things. And there's such language thievery going on in our culture right now. Mm-hmm. they They take what was typically a culture, uh, a, a Christian word, mm-hmm. and now have secularized it and given it a different meaning. Mm. so we
2: we really need to understand um, our Christianity, and again, this profound truth of our union with Christ, that Jesus actually came down from heaven to earth. He took on human nature and because of that, now we share his life. We participate in all the benefits that came from him or that come from him. So Bev and Delaney, part I think part of the problem the world has with Christianity is authority. Hmm. No one wants (laughs) Authority
1: absolutely, and all these other authority, right? Right?
2: And that's what all these other thoughts do. They allow plenty of room for you to create. And you've already said this, both of you, to create your own reality and you are in charge. So you're creating your own beliefs. You said this, Bev, and if you want to, you can you can change your beliefs and also change your what's wrong.
0: What's wrong with that? What's what, what what's wrong with that intellectually if we are in charge of our own reality and we're making all these religious decisions for ourselves and we're becoming our own God. How
1: does this not work? Because there, there is no absolute truth and there is no gospel. There is um, there, there's a, a void there of, of uh, realizing who you are mm-hmm. as a sinner before God and your need for Christ. There's, there's none of that. It's just void So you of don't that. see yourself correctly, positionally. Right, Right, and you're believing lies. Two, that's the second point. Yeah. Not true. (laughs) Right, you're believing lies. And it kind of goes back to what we have studied in Galatians, Mm -hmm. in Bible study. Man's desire to make their own way right, to justify their sin, to do enough good works or think enough great meditative thoughts in order to earn this peace with whatever you call the universe or with God, whoever he may be. Um, But again, it's works. I really see a lot of this new ageism as works Mm -hmm. Uh, apart from Christ. They're doing these other going through these antics, which are void of any real power other than demonic, Mm -hmm. uh, trying to make their way to bridge this gap between them and God, because inside we know. Yeah, we know we have that ability to know and you really become your own
2: savior um, through your personal enlightenment. And what does that lead to? It leads to destruction.
0: Yeah. The moment that you do something wrong or you do something sinful as a new age person, then I think that's where the argument of I can be my own God really starts to stop because you're like, wait, I'm actually hurting myself. I'm hurting other people around me. So how can I be in control? And if I am in control, what kind of God am I really? Like if I'm, if I'm making decisions that are harming other people. You know,
2: well, this is where all this comes from. You are your own God, able to create your own reality. So this person would definitely say, "Well, you know, I have my own truth, and you have your or, own truth, or and it
0: becomes what's wrong is right, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Truth is discoverable, so
2: progressive. Don't, yeah. yeah, don't infringe on my truth, and mm-hmm. and then
1: what do you have? Mm-hmm. You have a sinking sand. Yeah, we we
0: just did another episode before this, and that's what we talked about in. Um, our culture now because there is uh, everything is moral relativism that it creates really shaky young people because there's nothing to stand on if everything is always progressing then I'm always having to shift my position and so I can't really stand on anything firmly there's no steadfastness like you were talking about earlier And um, I think it brings a lot of, like, anxiety to people. Absolutely.
1: And, and you know, when I was teaching BSF, the young women would come in, and they were not the ones being offended by God's pure, unadulterated truth. They wanted it. They were on shaky ground. They want, give it to me straight. Mm -hmm. And I think uh, I really admired the young women were extremely thirsty for that kind of security, that kind of truth, that rock in their life Mm -hmm. that society was not giving them.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. What does this do for you, mom, in your heart? In my heart? All these truths.
2: In my heart, all these truths only make me more um, stable Hmm. because what am I made of? Like, what do I believe? Hmm. Um, I don't want to be wishy-washy. I don't want to believe, um, you know, the next thing coming down the pipe. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to be a stable person. I don't like to be duplicitous. I don't want to be false I want, I don't, it's not that I want to be right. I want to do what's right. Right. And so humility says, I want to do what's right. What is right? Is there absolute truth? And there is absolute truth. So I need to decide who I am. And that's exactly what James tells us to do. Like to quit being double-minded in our ways, believe your beliefs, doubt your doubts. And so what this does is is it presses me in harder to the reality of my faith. Mm -hmm. And, and when I do that, I actually experience him. Hmm. Like I experience him. That's the whole point is that I, I know Christ and I have a relationship with him Mm -hmm. and it changes everything. And that's what I want for all of my friends that are into this, this like network or organization of ideology, spiritual new spirituality. Yeah. I want them to know truth because that that spirituality that kind fails every time.
1: Yeah. What what are you going to lean on in those trials? You started out talking about how you were leaning in Absolutely. in those trials. You know how, how important it was to have your faith and New Ageism is not going to see you through trials. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No, because
0: it's yourself. No,
1: I am alive. That's the point. I'm in Christ. I'm alive
2: spiritually. I have your real spirit has come life. to life. Exactly. Mm-hmm and and that's what people want. Mm-hmm. They want true life. And that's what our sisters want. That's that's what you want. And we have it in Christ. And so that's what we want to live out. That's what we want to practice our Christianity, the abundant life.
0: So so what do we do with the woman who's listening who is would say yes, I'm a Christian, but is believing some of these new age principles or maybe somebody that they know is believing these? How do you challenge their thinking from this viewpoint of being in Christ?
2: I would say decide. Like, it's James 1. Like, you're, you're, you've got to make a decision about your beliefs. And you can't be unstable. Mm-hmm. You can't be double-minded. So you have a new position in Christ. And now you really do have an appetite for Jesus. You have an appetite for the holy. You can truly understand the book. You're joined with Christ, so I would say you don't need anything else. You don't need the crystals, astrology. Mm -hmm. You don't need mindfulness, which is that idea of manipulating reality through some kind of focus practice. Mm -hmm. What you need is focus on the Savior. Um, Are you, I would say, are you really aware of what it means to walk in the Spirit? Are you truly understanding of all the benefits that you have in Christ, Mm -hmm. that you really can Be led by the Spirit. As a matter of fact, the Spirit is leading you all the time. And it's a decision that you make, a decision of your will that you make to follow the leading of the Spirit. Because your flesh and your desires are going to lead you hard after stuff and after fleshly desires. But the Spirit, likewise, is leading you to truth. Mm -hmm. And so it's up to us to submit to that. And to quit being so wishy-washy and dabbling in little things like, well, maybe this will kind of make me feel better. And it doesn't. Yeah. It
1: never works. Yeah. Christ works. Yeah. Look for the answers in him, mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. through a Ouija board mm-hmm. or astrology mm-hmm. or any of these new age practices. You can be in a desperate situation mm-hmm. and be tempted mm-hmm. to check out these other avenues. And it's always a mistake.
2: It is because you have a real authority <laughs> leading you. You are not your own out there blazing your own path. You are in Christ and with him. There's nothing else you need. Mm -hmm. And we need to get to that place where we believe that there is nothing else I need in you. There is nothing that I lack. Mm -hmm. God has revealed himself to us. Um, He's revealed himself to us in this book. So I need to make the decision. Am I gonna follow him with every ounce of my life? And not and and if I am tempted, like you said, to dabble in this thought or that thought or with that shiny gold thing, I'm I I I need to choose in that moment to embrace God's authority in and over my life. I'm covered in Christ. And there is no authority in this new age spirituality or enlightenment. None. Christ came to me, He sought me, He's holy, He's superior to you and to me and he is so near he is in my heart like you asked me and i never have to wonder Hmm. the uncreated creator comes to me as the only one who can save me and grant me life
0: Hmm. i think sometimes we need to call if you're believing something like this that we also need to call that what like call it what it is that this is that's a false gospel like if you've added these any of these new age tenets to mm-hmm. what you believe saves you, then you are believing a false gospel. Yeah. Like adding anything, we know that adding anything to the gospel makes it um, false and makes it um, takes away its power. Mm-hmm.
1: Another thing here is the word of God. Mm. People seek things out and don't seek the word of God. Mm-hmm. Seek the word of God. Yeah. Seek it's him. there. All of life's answers mm-hmm. are right there. Mm-hmm. Don't seek out these other uh, uh, roads that leave you off off base, off Christ, um, lead to hurt and delusion in your life. Stick to God's word. There's an answer there for you. If you can't find it, go to another Christian, a mature Christian who can help you find the answers. You don't need to go to astrology. You don't mm-hmm. need to go to some mindless meditating um, you don't need to go to a yogi or, you know, take drugs in a rainforest. Yeah. Uh, that one's kind of wild. <laughs> well, that, that was an extreme example, but it's it's not that unusual. No, I think you know, it's people more common rush than to we Arizona think. because of the the crystals and the energy there in those Red Rock Mountains. I mean, mm-hmm. it's very much today. It's mm-hmm. very much today, and Christians have this idea that they can participate in both. Mm-hmm. And. The Old Testament and the New, I mean, it's very clear. You don't touch those things. You're going to get burned. Mm -hmm. You are going to get burned. You're playing with demonic powers. Does that stuff sometimes have power? Absolutely, because who's behind it? Mm
0: -hmm. Well, I think that's where American Christianity has really taken a turn, is that it is now a mix of, yeah, I believe in Jesus, and I believe a lot of these maybe progressive Christian things, but it's also a mix of um, New Ageism, and it has formed a false gospel. Like, and so that's why we need to go be going back to God's word always as our source, and why we need truth that's always unchanging, and why we need God who is our rock, who doesn't right. change right. as
1: new spiritual religions come. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Seek Him. Mm-hmm. Seek Him, mm-hmm. him mm-hmm. in your desperate state. Amen. Don't turn to these other things. Mm-hmm. You will not get what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. Will you pray for us, Beth? I will. Heavenly Father, this is such an important topic and I know that you your Holy Spirit is at work here revealing truth helping to guide us back into your truth, Lord. I pray for protection over the lives of the listeners. If they have dabbled in some of these things that are not from you, that really are of the enemy, that we would repent and forsake that way, and that instead we would seek you, the Lord Jesus Christ, have Christ in us and realize all that we have in him, according to Ephesians 1. And also, Lord, that we would not only see what we have in Christ, but that we would also, Lord God, We would also dive into your word for the answers and the experiences and the spiritual power that we need and never touch things that would burn us, that would be a false gospel. Give us discernment, Lord, as your servants in Christ's name amen
0: amen and we got a little amen from jacks over there too um well thanks for coming on the show mom we love you so much we're so thankful for you and for your wisdom and for your leadership um, and thank you for listening sisters and join us in two mondays on she is becoming